pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. Scored. scored in the corner. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. The 2022 season starts this week, so I'm joined by Daniel Friend to do part two of the pre-season predictions and to preview the rapidly approaching round one. Enjoy. Daniel Friend, welcome to the podcast. Uh, just a date for you and me. We're not being joined by Kieran Gibson and Miles Stedman. I've used that joke many times before, and I'm going to continue to use it every time I get you one-on-one. <laughs> G'day, Bo. Uh, yeah, good to be back. Um, I hope our dates go more successfully than the ones on maps that I pretend I only see because my partner watches, but uh, yeah, I may watch a few episodes myself too, unfortunately. You know, this date is actually quite meaningful for me. I, um, I guess I guess I'll, I'll buy then, hey? <laughs> yeah, please. Thank you. Uh, I need that. Um, <laughs> congratulations, by the way. I saw recently that you uh, scored 2,000 first grade runs for your cricket club. Congratulations. It's, uh, it's uh, quite the feat. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you play for a long time, hey? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's Obviously, yeah, sort of shows a bit of longevity um, with the club and, yeah, the body's certainly feeling that way these days. So, yeah, <laughs> still plugging away, though. So, semifinals this weekend. Mate, early 30s, that's your prime batting years, mate. So, you got to cash in on that. Oh. That's the Mike, the Mike Hussey years. Yeah, not my prime running years. That's the only problem. <laughs> um, plenty, plenty of boundaries and, and long singles. <laughs> Friendy, we are here to talk about uh, the pre-season predictions. We did part one last week with Kieran Gibson, and we had some input from Miles as well. But Miles, again, is unavailable, and so is Kieran. So we are going to rock on by ourselves. We did the bottom eight teams from 2021 last week. So this week, it's the top eight teams from 2021, and we'll see if they can stay there. And we're going to start with the eighth-place team, the Gold Coast Titans. They're ins. Uh, Aaron Booth, Isaac Leo, and Will Smith. And their outs are Anthony Don, Jamal Fogarty, Ash Taylor, Tyrone Peachy, and Mitch Rain, which is basically all of their spine just about. In terms of where they're going to land, do, do you see them on the up and up with the inclusion of, uh, of Toby Sexton, obviously, after just, what was it, two or three first grade games? Um, or do you think it's going to be a challenging year for the Titans? I think they have the squad to make the eight again. Um, Sexton, he, he looks a player of, of, yeah, really high potential. Whether that comes to fruition um, this year, I'm not too sure. Just be, I think they're a little bit light on in creative positions as well. They do have Will Smith there as a backup. Although, yeah, I, I'm really not too sure what happens if Sexton goes down and you're relying on someone like Will Smith to play half. So um, I, I like... There's a lot of things to like about the Gold Coast team. I, I do think they're improving. I like their coach, Justin Holbrook. I think he's a he's a really top-class coach, in my opinion. But I, I've actually got them finishing 12th this year. As I said, it wouldn't surprise me if they make the eight. But for me, they, they slide out of it this season. You were the Maverick last week, so it makes sense that you'll be the Maverick again tonight. <laughs> so uh, I've got them at eighth. 
Uh, so does Miles, and Kieran has them at seventh. Mm-hmm. Now, Kieran sent through to me that he likes their young squad. It reminds him a little of his arsenal at the moment, which I'm not sure is a compliment or okay. or offensive. He's also a big fan of Justin Holbrook. You'll remember that he purchased him yep. for $100,000 in the auction as the coach of his squad. So that's not surprising from Kieran. Um, I've got them having a consolidating year. I think making the eight would be a pass mark, but it is a lot of pressure on Toby Sexton, isn't it? And uh, it could yeah. go... You're right. I mean, there's so many of these teams that are like, I think there's like six teams that are between seventh and 13th that could very well make the eight. And the Titans just seem like one of those teams. Yeah, I agree. It's just, like I said, with, if you think about their spine, it's a very young spine with Sexton Brimson, who's unproven at six. I'm sure he'll do a fine job at um, at five, eight, but, um, and then Jaden Campbell at fullback, who I think could be anything, but um, Aaron Clark is their hooker. I'm a big fan of his. I don't think he's all that creative. So if one of those guys does go down, then you've got Will Smith as a backup. And then I really don't know who else they've let go of Peachy. They've let go of even someone like Tyrone Roberts. So uh, they've got young Tanner Boyd there, but they're trying to make turn him into a dummy half as well. Um, yeah, it just concerns me that they're relying on three guys under the age of or even if you put Aaron Clark in there too I I guess four guys under the age of I think 23 to get through a whole season of NRL I I just can't see it happening Um, I think there's an injury there some some local word too is that they've got Shallon Fuller he's a guy that played for Burley Bears last year young halfback very very creative type you talk about creative types he's somebody that Great runner of the footy, has a beautiful pass, short kicking game, um, quite quick. So, if there was going to be a, a longer term injury, I would not be surprised to see Shallon Fuller in the Titans side. Uh, I'm I'm with you in the sense that they could be anywhere in that little bracket. Um, I'm hoping, as a Queenslander, that they will represent Queensland and come eighth. Next up is your favourite team, the Newcastle Knights. So, I'll uh, I'll challenge you to pick with your heart and your head as well. We've got, in terms of ins, they've got uh, Dane Gagai coming back to the club and they've got Adam Clune from the Dragons. The outs include the retiring Blake Green, Mitchell Pierce, Connor Watson, Stafford, Stafford Tour, uh, Gahamit Shibasaki and Josh King, who's playing lock for the Storm this week. Now, the Knights came seventh last week, uh, sorry, last year rather. What do you see for them this year? I am going to be the Maverick again, Bo, because I know... Many, many people and many probably better judges than myself have them finishing right down the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Firstly, I, I don't think we'll go as bad as people are saying. I think we'll be in that same bracket as a lot of teams like the Titans, the Sharks, the Dragons, the Raiders, all, all those sort of sides. It just depends on injuries, really. I've got us eighth. Um, what I would like to sort of make a point of is everyone's saying how much we're going to miss Mitchell Pierce. Um, last year, we finished seventh. Mitchell played 12 games, one of them being a final. So, really, he played 11 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalen Ponga played 15, one of those being a final. We nearly rolled Parramatta in that final. Um, I really like our forward pack. Jaden Braley is a serious loss uh, for the first half of the year, but I'd actually a couple. If you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have had us in about twelfth or something like that. But Clune and Clifford actually quite impressed me in the trials, and I hate to say it, 
but so did Kurt Mann playing at lock. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really, as I said, it'll come down to injuries for those teams in that bracket, like you said, of about 7th to 12th or something like that. Uh, I think we'll be in that bracket. Depending on injuries, I've got us in 8th. I think we do have the forward pack to, to make the 8, and I think Kalen Ponga, he needs a big season, and hopefully this year's his year. As Michael Lennis would say, he needs a big game and a big game, doesn't he? That's Alan it. <laughs> Kieran has him at 11th, citing the loss of, uh, of Braley and Pierce, like you mentioned. Uh, Miles had them at 12th. So, again, fitting into that bracket we're talking about, um, just less optimistic than you about what can happen there. I've got them at 14th. And I will say in their defense that I like the cut of... Adam Clune's jib, you know, like I feel like he's a guy that that you know, as as our illustrious prime minister would say, if you have a go, you get a go, and whatever that means. <laughs> and uh, he he's the kind of guy that I noticed that when there was a break, Clune was the one coming from the other side of the field. Like he was doing like the Jonathan Thurston play, you know, to yep. to be there to be the last person there. Now I'm not calling him Jonathan Thurston because I happen to think he's a once in a generation type halfback, but. Oh, he, like, you know, that's the kind of thing you want to see from one of those nuts and bolts kind of halfbacks. Um, so, yeah, yeah. good signs. Um, I, I'm, I am worried about Watson Pierce not being there. I, I am worried about the amount of pressure yep. they're heaping on Kalen Ponga. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure he can do it alone. Uh, they do have a good forward pack. Daniel Saifid is out injured for a while, though, isn't he? And your forward pack also includes Lachlan Fitzgibbon. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. But I, I think I've always loved the Knights. Um, not quite as much as you do, but I've always loved them. So, I really hope I'm wrong. I uh, I would like to see them finish closer to what they did last year than what I've got predicted here. Um, let's go to the Eels, who many are predicting to win the Premiership. They came sixth last year, narrowly losing to the Panthers in the second week of the finals, it must be said, without their dummy half read money. Their ins include Offahiki, Ogden, Mitch Rain, and Bailey Simonson. Their outs include Blake Ferguson, Keegan Hipgrave, Will Smith, Joey Lusick, and Michael Oldfield. Do you believe the hype? Not quite. I think uh, they'll be very similar to last year. I, I think Parramatta, I have them fifth. Um, they completely bully the poor sides, but I just don't know if they can get through September and, and make that big day in October and and claim the premiership against... In, in that last month, you're going to have to beat potentially three of the top four sides generally. Um, I, I can't see Parramatta doing that, beating, say, a Roosters, a Storm and a Panthers to, to win the premiership. I, I just can't see it happening. Uh, they might beat one of them. They, they might make the grand final qualifier this year. Uh, they certainly have the squad on paper for it, and it seems to be their sort of, not last hurrah, but a few players are moving on there, um, Papali E and Marnie um, in particular. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see, but um, yeah, I've got them fifth, and I think that's basically the same as the last few years. Miles has got them sixth, um, Kieran's got them at fifth, and I, I note here that Kieran's written down that it's basically the same reason you said, it's, it's mostly on the strength of the teams above them. Like, like, how do you move the Eels past the Panthers or the Storm or even the Roosters this year? So, um, it's very hard. Yeah, I I just, I I can't see them beating, as I said, two or three of those sides in September and October. It just, I'm sure they will be there, but um, I just, they 
they can't beat them in in big games. I've got no faith in Mitchell Moses in those games. So, yeah, I guess we'll see at the end of the year. I've got them in fourth. I'm the most optimistic for the Eels, I suppose, out of us. Um, I'm banking on Dylan Brown improving. I thought he had a pretty flat season. Um, and Reed Marty playing most of the season, if he's not injured, I think that would be a big help to them. So, yep. Just um, on Brown, quickly. Yeah. Uh, last year, so two years ago, I thought Brown had a really good season. He played on the left and Mitchell Moses missed a lot of tackles on the right. They then swapped them last year which means they swap their back rower, uh, different sort of shapes you're looking at. Um, Dylan Brown's footwork, uh, generally he can go off either foot, but it looks like to me he liked to skip across with his right foot to get across the back rower and then maybe straighten up with his left. So that would suit him on the left-hand side more. They have, From what I've seen in the trials, they've swapped them back again. So mm-hmm. Brown's back onto his favoured left side. I agree. I think he'll have a big year as well. Thank goodness for that tip, hey? Um, <laughs> next one is the is the <laughs> Roosters, who came fifth last year. Very brave Roosters, I thought, um, considering the huge injury and retirement toll they had. Their movements include Connor Watson, Paul Momorowski, Renoff Atoni, and Kevin Nagama coming in. Their outs include the retiring Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend and the Morai, the Moros twins, um, <laughs> and Dal Copley. They're all, I think, retiring. Isaac Liu has moved to the Gold Coast, and Matt Ikevalu has moved to the Sharks. Considering they came fifth with the team that they had last year, and keep in mind they've got guys like Luke Keary, Lindsay Collins, Joy Manu, um, all coming back into this side, can you see the Roosters doing better than fifth like they did last year? I can, but yeah, I've got them in third uh, for this season, but I do have them as a massive premiership contender as well. So that's third in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I could quite easily see them in the grand final or, or potentially uh, claiming the premiership. I think, yeah, quality club, quality coach, quality roster. There's not too many things. Uh, uh, they, they can't do the Roosters as you saw last year. So I think they should have a year. Oh, a bit better with injuries, you'd hope, compared to last year, because that was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to to do what they did last year, I think they'd be full of confidence going into this season. Uh, we're all in agreement, pretty much. Uh, Miles has them at third. So does Kieran. Kieran did not leave any notes, because you don't need to, really, with this one. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I've got them at second, but for exactly the same reasons. I think I think Luke Kiri coming back is huge for Sam Walker. And Connor Watson in is a is a big deal i think uh, in the modern game particularly yeah um so i i'm very excited about the roosters this year i've got them at second but uh, i'll i'll just sort of put a bookmark there regarding premiership uh thoughts let's go to the seagulls who came fourth their only in is ethan bullymore their outs include Cade cust tavita funa jack gajewski curtis sirenen and moses sully Oh, so much of this feels like it falls back on Tommy Trevojevic. Can lightning strike twice? I think it can. If he stays fit, they're, they're right up there again. They can win the premiership. I, again, I hate to say it, but uh, Manly are probably one of my favourite sides to watch play. I love their style. They play a real uh, quick, skillful game, pushing over the advantage line through the middle, and then they zing it wide to their, well, one side, the damaging back rower in Olakuatu, and the other side, when he's back on the park, uh, young Schuster is basically a third half. So, and then I mean Tom. Well, uh, what what can you say about him? Uh, yeah, they are really impressive. I saw them live up at Gosford the other week in the trial match, and um, 
yeah, I, I've got them fourth again. I, I can see them being real contenders for the Premiership, even more so this year than last year. Look, I, I totally agree with you, uh, except I just I don't know if they can hold in that top four. I think they're in that, that top six, that six that feels so different to the rest of the competition. Um, it will just depend on Turbo going friggin' berserk again. Like, are we really going to see him at that level? Like, that level? Again, like, I don't know. Kieran has them at fourth. Miles also has them at fourth. I think sixth feels right to me. Um, I just, and that's, you know, that's not meant to be a slight. Um, I just think the top five are also very, very excellent sides. But, I just, you know, Turbo is one of the elite players. I think he will also be one of the elite players this year. I'm not having a go. But just like, can he have that season again? You know, I, I, I don't know. I've got my doubts. Yeah, I think he might be able to. Well, that, I guess that's why I've got him fourth. Um, he's, what is he, six foot six, runs like the wind, as they say. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's just incredible. I, I Watching him live the other week, even though it was only for 30, 40 minutes, uh, it, it's, a, yeah, it's a sight to behold. And uh, seeing Jason Saab stride out as well, he is the fastest guy I think I've ever seen on a rugby league field. That uh, young, I think they're pronouncing it uh cooler now um he's on the bench this week he is supposed to be a flyer as well they made a break uh he went through and Saab was trotting next to him and smiling and cheering him on as he scored (laughs) so uh, honestly like and and the intercept Saab took was just out of this world uh Xavier Savage if I don't know if anyone saw on social media the other day, he ran 10-5 as a 16-year-old um, yeah, at some that. sort of championships. Yeah, and he when Saab hit the afterburners, um, he, yeah, Savage looked like a fat guy running after a cake. It was... <laughs> Um, it was it was crazy. Like, Jason Saab, I, I can't get over how fast he is. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be tipping Manly to finish fourth this year. Shout out to all our uh, fat listeners that like running after cakes. Um, <laughs> next up are the Storm from Melbourne. They came third last year. If you, like, They came first in the regular season, but third when you account for the finals. So, I'm going to put them here as third. Uh, they, their ins include Xavier Coates, Josh King, Jaden Nikarima, and Nick Meany. Their outs are Dale Finucane, Josh Adokar, Nico Hines, Aaron Booth, Branko Lee, Aaron Penne, Max King, and Riley Jacks. They keep producing all these players time and time and time again. Can they replace Finucane, Adokar, Hines, and stay in the top four? Yes, I think they can. I think you've seen in the trials, Nick Meany has slotted in perfectly to that sort of utility back half sort of role uh, that Nico was playing last year. Fanukan really hasn't played all that much the last couple of seasons. Uh, he's a, an aging middle forward who, yes, is absolute quality and by all reports uh, trains the house down, as they say, every season. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, yeah, I think you'll see them roll another couple of people out and and with that spine, and like you were talking about the other week, making it sort of a five-player spine with Locke, once Harry Grant comes back in, Smith pushes back to the 13 role, and oh, I can't see anything but success for the Storm this year. I've got them finishing the regular season in first. Pappenhausen, Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. It is the best spine in the competition. Um, I don't think there's mm-hmm. much question about that. Um, Miles has them as 
Second, Kieran agrees with you. He's got them in first. I've got them at third. Um, I just... They, they always find a way, don't they? I, I don't see them dropping off in any significant way. I just see the Panthers being right up there again and, and the Roosters surging into that top two. So I've got the Storm at three, but still very much a premiership threat when you have a spine like that. And then, like, you know, Kenny Bromwich, Felice Cafusi, Christian Welsh, Jesse Bromwich, Xavier Coates, Justin Olam, you know, all these all these part role players around them. Nelson Asofa Solomona off the bench. Uh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I might be about to change my tip, actually. Um, okay, let's go, to, let's go to the Rabbitohs before I do. They were the runners-up last year um, after coming third in the regular season. Their ins include Michael Cheekham, Sleva Havili, Anthony Milford, if he stays there. Um, he's technically still there. And Isaiah Tarsa, a highly rated back from the Broncos. The outs are club captain Adam Reynolds, the retiring Benji Marshall, the new... And reformed Novocastrian, Dane Gagai. They got Braden Burns, Jaden Suar, Patrick Mango, and Tata Monga, who have also left the club for various other clubs. There's a lot of outs there. Um, have the Rabbitohs missed their window? I think they may have, Bo, to be honest. I, I think uh, whilst... I do think they'll slide a little bit this year. They're, they're too, they've got too many quality players to, to miss the eight. So I've got them finishing in sixth. I think um, their 5'8", Cody Walker, who everyone knows I'm a big fan of, I think he'll have a, a really big season again. Uh, he looked absolutely sensational in the charity shield. Uh, all his touches were quality. I think Latrell Mitchell is an outstanding fullback. I know people had their doubts a few years ago, but... He's fantastic back there. And, and Damien Cook, I think Damien Cook needs a big season for mine. Um, he's he's a senior player there now. Um, obviously, Reynolds is gone, so they've got young Ilias there. I, I think over the years in pressure situations and big games, it's happened in Origin a couple of times as well, Cook seems to get a little flustered and he doesn't always take the right option. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes without Reynolds there who seem to be the, the absolute general of their side. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, too many quality players. Murray as well. I, I like Campbell Graham. Oh, yeah, I've got them in sixth. I've got them at fifth. Very similar reasons. Um, their outside backs have taken a little bit of a hit um, with Dan Gagai out and a guy like Jackson Paulo replacing him in the centres. Mm. I'm, I'm not that sold on that uh, particular arrangement. Uh, Kieran has them at sixth. Miles um, had them at fifth as well. So we're all in similar territory there. We we think that they're part of the big six still, but probably not an immediate premiership threat without Reynolds. And I think Reynolds is a big one. But Kieran raises a good point. No Wayne Bennett as well. Uh, he's mm-hmm. one of the big outs that I that I didn't mention. And uh, Demetrio has a has a big job to do. And Wayne Bennett clubs when he leaves <laughs> generally have a little yeah. bit of a hit. You'll know that as a Knights fan better than most. Yep. So hopefully that, that doesn't happen to the Rabbitohs. But I, I expect, I, I kind of agree with you, by the way, about Cody Walker. I think he'll have a big one and he'll need to. Yeah. He'll probably become the, the dominant voice out there, I'd say. 
yeah, he, he might not have the C next to his name, which I think Cameron Murray they've named as captain, which is he's a quality human being by the sounds of it. But I'm pretty certain on the field, Cody will be running the show. He's uh, yeah, he looks prime for a really big year. He looked fit. Uh, yeah, he, he's honestly he's one of the best ball players I've ever seen. I, I think he's a fantastic five eight, and yeah, I look forward to him having a big season. The Panthers, the reigning premiers, they were second last year until, of course. They won the premiership and they became first. Their ins include Sean O'Sullivan and Christian Crichton. So they've been pretty quiet on the on the transfer market. They're outs though. Matt Burton, Tavita Pangai Jr., who was really only a late season recruit last year. Kurt Capewell, Paul Momorowski, Brent Naden, Tyrone May, and <laughs> Billy Burns. That's you know, that's a lot of quality leaving the roster, but They've still got Nathan, so... They do still have Nathan. Not for this week, though. No. Um, but, yeah, long-term, I guess they're playing the long game here, the Panthers, and I, I think that uh, they'll, they'll be right up there again. I mean, when you've got Nathan Cleary in your side and you're not even... Like, I'm not even speaking about guys like Abby Corusau, Jerome Luai. Uh, their forward pack is still fantastic. Um, James Fisher-Harris leads the way there. Isaiah Yo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- there's too much quality to to fall away. I think they're really hungry young side as well, so they'll be looking to do well. Their outside backs concern me a little bit. That's one area where, yeah, losing a little bit of that depth. I think they could... They could be someone that looks to do a couple of mid-year signings just as maybe some journeymen like they lost yeah just that bit of depth there and it just concerns me a little bit they've got young Isaac Targo or, or Tungo however they pronounce it he, he's really a young back rower in their junior systems they've got him in the centers this week but yeah I guess we'll see how they go there that's my only concern for them uh, I've got them in second place for the regular season yeah, like the only in that they've brought in in terms of, you know, established signings are guys like Christian Crichton. Like, Sean O'Sullivan should be a reasonable backup for the halves, mm. and we'll, we'll see that for the next couple of weeks. But Christian Crichton um, doesn't inspire the same kind of excitement that Matt Burton does, or, or even Paul Momorowski, Brent Naden. Or, or Brent Naden, yeah. I, I'm sort of Stephen Crichton, I think, needs a big year as well. I, I thought he was pretty ordinary last year after a huge first season the year prior. Liam Martin will be starting most weeks. I do like that. Uh, Kikau, which Kikau are you going to get each week? Um, <laughs> I guess that's where you lose those quality minutes from someone like a Kurt Capewell. But maybe... Someone like a Sorensen steps up and, and fills a bit of a void there. Spencer Lineu, I'm, I'm a big rap on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll have a good season. But he's he's also a middle as well. So just their edges and their outside backs, that they, they do concern me a little. Yeah. So where did you have them, sorry? I had them in second place. Second place, yeah. Yeah, That's that sounds yeah. pretty weird. That's where they came last year, apart from, of course, the finals. Kieran also has them at second. Me and Miles have got them at the minor premiership. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I do have some concerns about the outside backs as well, but I mean, I'm a, con- I'm a convert now. In Nathan, we trust. Despite the fact that I've got them at minor premiers, I don't think that they are the premiers this year, though. I've got the Roosters. Who are you thinking to go all the way? Um, this year, Bo, I have the Melbourne Storm as my premiers. I think they're going to be hungry for success. Uh, it's sort of the last hurrah with Jesse and Kenny Bromwich and Felice Kafusi leaving as well. Brandon Smith was leaving also. Um, Munster looks as fit as I have ever seen him. He's not drinking uh, from all reports, neither is Brandon Smith. 
I think they'll have a huge year and, and yeah, I've got them taking it out. Not to mention all that mystery around Craig Bellamy's status as well, whether whether he goes around mm. again, like that, that could increase that hunger. Yeah, I, I, I agree also. Like uh, Bellamy, he's going to be hungry for success, finishing up as a coach, but maybe after this year, we, we don't really know. He's got that contract till 2025 where if he doesn't coach, he'll be some sort of coaching director or, to be honest, I, I can't see him doing anything but coaching. But he does have that option there and, and maybe that plays out at the end of this season. Considering that Kenny Bromwich and Felice Cafusi are leaving the club, maybe he sees himself as reigniting his playing career. Just throw him in the back row. <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah, I I can't get that picture out of my head when he's got his arm sort of dislocated shoulder and he's getting carried off the field with a yeah really painful look <laughs> on his face um, when he was in a Raiders jersey. So, I don't think we'll see Craig running out there with them again. Who's going to win the Dally M? Are we thinking Turbo to go back to back? Are we thinking it's Nathan's time or somebody else? I think they're both two pretty good shouts. Uh, I've got my boy Cody Walker, who I spoke about earlier. I just think... He's going to lead the way for South this year, and I can't see too many people taking points off him. Mm. I think that's sort of the key with the Dally M. So I think Cody will get three points most of the time South's win because he'll have basically all the try involvements. Uh, even if Luttrell has a big game as well, Cody's going to have his hand on those too. So, yeah, he's my Dally M. Who do you have, mate? Exactly the same. Exactly the same reasoning too. I, I, I thought about the whole... Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought about the whole, uh, you know, who's going to take points off him. I was worried about Latrell. I was worried about, you know, Cam Murray. But in terms of a forward pack, they don't have a lot of stars. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have, like, um, yeah. like a, a kick out or something that's going to take points off you. Kalon Matangi is pretty good, though, of course. But, um, you know, Cam Murray is not going to get a lot of three three point games because he's just going to do the same thing every bloody week and never let you down. Um, where Cody Walker is going to have those four try assist games where the top try scorer of the competition, Alex Johnston, has just put over for a thousand tries. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yep. totally agree yep. with you, Cody Walker. And that leads me to my top try scorer prediction on the back of Cody Walker. It has to be a team that is scoring a lot of points. It has to be a team that's winning plenty of games. I think the Rabbitohs will tick that box. And on the back of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, you'd have to think that Johnson will be there or thereabouts again. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I can see your reasoning behind that, uh, definitely. I have a really, really big, tall, fast man from Manly, Jason Sarp. <laughs> He's just so exciting watching him burn that sideline. So, yeah, I've got Saab. I, I have a sort of this theory that Tom... Most really good players generally, or good sides, when they're attacking, they seem to go left because the natural way to pass for a right-hander is right to left. Mm-hmm. makes everything sort of a bit easier. Um, and even if, say, running out there, you hold it in your left hand, you fend with your right, things like that. Um, but Tom seems to like the right. I, I, I think, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously a big key to Saab winning that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But Jason Saab is my pick. It's also Daly's predominant side as well. Um, that's where he'll be operating too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I considered yep. Sub. I really did. Um, he, he looks like he's priming, well, they're heading towards his prime, isn't he? He's had a couple of lean years at the Dragons, a bit of a bit of a breakout year at the Seagulls last year. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. I, I think that's a good call. Buy of the year. Now, I'm curious to know where your brain has gone for this one. Who did you come up with? I've got Connor Watson for the moment. I just think in the the modern game, he fills 
so many spots. He can literally play probably anywhere except front row or back row. He, he could maybe play there, but yeah, a- anywhere in the spine, anywhere in the outside backs. Uh, yeah, Connor's your man. I think he'll flourish this year. He's wearing the number nine jersey this week um, for the Roosters, and yeah, he'll be my buy of the year. Especially if I'm correct and they end up winning the premiership. I think he will play a big part yep. in that. I, I certainly thought about Connor. I think, in fact, he was my second pick. He gets the silver medal for me. The gold medal, I think, <laughs> is, is a, a culture signing uh, more than anything. But he will deliver on the field as well. I'm a big fan. Del Finucane. I think. I think what he will bring to the Sharks is that level of uh, discipline and ethic that I don't think they've had in the last couple of years. The, the Sharks, like you mentioned last week, the Sharks are the kind of team that won't beat themselves. You know, you'll have to beat them. And I think Finucane just, you know, puts a capital letter in front of all that, you know. So, I, I think I think he's going to be a really, really good signing. Uh, I am worried about the amount of time he spends on the field. So, that's obviously a risk in terms of buy of the year. But I'm just, I'm just such a fan. I don't know what it is. It could be his lovely singing voice. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'll, I'll stick with that. Thanks so much, Frandy. Let's talk about uh, predictions for round one. Let's get into it. So, on Thursday night at 7.05 p.m. from Bluebet Stadium, which is, of course, out at Penrith. It is the Penrith Panthers against the Manly Seagulls. In terms of teamless stuff, mate, there's not much there. It's The big story is that there's no Nathan Cleary for three weeks with uh, Sean O'Sullivan replacing him. For the Seagulls, uh, no O'Shea Ole, of course, uh, but they do have Holokawatu <laughs> named to return early from injury, which will be interesting. Um, I like the Seagulls here. The Panthers' record without Cleary isn't great, uh, and the Seagulls have a very high-quality side. The only out that I can see there is maybe Josh Schuster. So, um, yeah, I'll go to the Seagulls. Who do you think? We're going to agree for one of the first times tonight, I think, Bo. Um, <laughs> I like Manly just just for those reasons. Uh, Nathan being out, it, it's just – it's basically all – he handles the ball so much for them. Everything they do, the Panthers comes through Nathan. So, yeah, with him out, uh, I think Desi, uh, the mad scientist, will have the Eagles um, primed and ready to go for round one, mainly for me. Also, it's worth noting that Sean O'Sullivan's replacing him. Um, so, if they keep the structure the same, he's a left foot kicker, left side player more often than not. Mm. I, I just... It doesn't seem like a good fit for me, but let's roll on to the next game, which is the Raiders and the Sharks, Friday evening, 5 p.m., GIO Stadium. What's your take on this one? Well, the big news team-wise, I guess, for the Raiders is no Xavier Savage, no Jared Croker, who's been a stalwart of their side for a long, long time, and they're playing at home, so I think they'll be ready to go. The Sharks, in terms of team news, their new signings get to put their skills on show, don't they? So Fanukin will captain the side with Wade Graham out, uh, and Nico Hines will be there as well. Cameron McGuinness is also out. He was one of their new signings. But Nico wearing the seven, I'm still not sold on that. I do think Nico's a good player. I'm going to go against the grain, I'm assuming, from everyone else, and I'm actually going to tip the Raiders at home. There you go. I've, um, I, I have gone different to you. I've gone with the Sharks. No Savage, big one for me. No Fogarty. Um, Brad Schneider, bit of an unknown quantity. Could be a, an absolute gun. Apparently, he's excellent, but I'm going to go with the Sharks. The next game is later that evening, Friday at 7.05 p.m. from Suncorp Stadium. It is the Broncos against the Rabbitohs. Two big outs, really. Reynolds for the Broncos, which feels weird to say. And Latrell Mitchell is still suspended and out for the Rabbitohs. I 
I just don't think the Broncos are in this class yet, Friendy. So I'm going to go with the Storm. Uh, sorry, with the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I agree with you, Bo. I actually think it'll be a really high-scoring contest. I can see the Broncos' starting lineup actually holding their own for a little bit, especially in the middle of the field behind Payne Haas. He's worth three players, isn't he? Um, but I think once it gets sort of past that 30-minute mark, I think that's where Cody does his thing, and I think Souths will all run away with it, and, and they could... I expect it to be a sort of mid-30s to 20 sort of game, so 36-20. I think it'll be really high-scoring. And hopefully, for us, with our Dally M pick, Cody can secure three points for us. That'd be lovely. <laughs> the yep. next game is Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock from the SCG. By the way, uh, all of these times that I'm mentioning are Brisbane times, I assume. I assume the NRL.com mm-hmm. website is adjusting for my time zone. So, I would assume that's 3 o'clock SCG time. But just check, obviously, if you are intending on going to the game. It's the Roosters and the Knights on Saturday afternoon. The Roosters are pretty close to full strength here, I would say, while the Knights will start the first chunk of the season without Jaden Braley and Daniel Siafiti. The Roosters, I guess, as you mentioned, Connor Watson will start at nine with no Sam Verrills. I just think the Roosters are far too strong uh, in literally every conceivable position across the park, except maybe the outside backs, and even then it's close. So I would say the Roosters for this one. Um, What do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you, Bo. I think uh, I'm glad I'm going to be playing cricket on Saturday, Arvo. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, could be a big one. Uh, the next game is yeah at Sunshine Coast Stadium, Saturday afternoon at 4.30 local time. It is the Warriors and the Dragons. Now, this one, this one could be a tight one, I think. I think this, apart from the Thursday night game, this is almost game of the round for me. Uh, I really like both these sides. We spoke about that bracket before from sort of um, 7th to about 11th or 12th or something. I think pending injuries, these two can both push the 8. I've got them very evenly matched. Uh, The young Dragons players, um, Tyrell Sloan and young Amone, they're probably the ones to watch for me in terms of their side. Tarek Sims is probably a notable omission uh, from their team. So... I guess we'll see what plays out there. I think that's a contract-based sort of selection. They're trying to offload him. Um, the Warriors, it's the return of Sean Johnson, the prodigal son from New Zealand. I really struggled over this game, and I couldn't split them for a long time. I just don't like the Dragons' middle rotation, so I'm going to take the Warriors, and I think Adam Fanua Blake will have a big game. I'm going to go with the Dragons with absolutely no confidence. Um, I, I am looking forward to this one. Uh, I'm not working Saturday afternoon, so I, I might just tuck into that one on on the uh, on the TV. Next game is between the Tigers and the Storm, which is from Combank Stadium on Saturday afternoon at what I assume would be 7:35 local time at 6:35 in Queensland. Combank Stadium is, of course, uh, formerly Bank West. They've changed the name there. For the Tigers, the most obvious thing is Tyrone Peachy not playing lock. He's on the bench, which I found interesting. If you're buying Peachy for a team like that, I would have thought he starts there. Uh, Joe Offenhangawi is going to be the lock on this occasion. For the Storm, no Cameron Munster due to suspension, which means Nick Meany gets a crack at the 5-8th role. As we talked about earlier, he'll be playing that Nico Hines role this year. I said the Dragons with no confidence. I'm going to say the Storm with plenty of confidence, I think. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I tend to agree. Craig Bellamy's uh, record in round one is unblemished, and I expect that to continue. 
Me too. Uh, the next game is the Eels and the Titans. This is on Sunday afternoon from, again, Combank Stadium. I think it's going to be 4.05 in the afternoon local time. What do you make of this? The, a couple of teams vying for the top eight. Um, who's going to get the points here? Yeah, that's certainly a possibility, Bo. The, the big thing that I noticed with the Eels side in terms of team news was Ryan Madison is named at lock. Nathan Brown was left out of the 17 altogether. Mm-hmm. So that that's sort of a big change, especially in style for them. I have heard a couple of things that may suggest Isaiah Papali'i will play in the middle and Madison will actually play on the edge. So I, I guess we'll see how they line up to sort of give us a better indication for the rest of the year. But I was really surprised Nathan Brown was left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Titans, I guess all eyes are on Toby Sexton, aren't they? So, uh, and AJ Brimson, really. It's his first sort of real crack at in the number six jersey. So, I guess we'll see how those young halves go. I've tipped the Eels. Uh, I expect them to be to be too classy in the end. I, I don't know. I think this will be a high scorer as well. But I think the Eels will run away with it. I've got the Eels as well. I think they're just more settled. Um, they're... they're- Spine is very used to playing with each other, except maybe Madison, as you mentioned. But he's got history as a, as a half, um, as a 5'8 at times. So, I don't expect his ball skills to be lacking if he plays a link role. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Titans, just a few too many new ingredients in key positions, I think, to tip them against a, a big team in round one. So, you know, if Sexton's going to have a big year, I imagine that'll be the back end of the year, I would suggest. But uh, So, Eels for me as well. Last game is the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. 5.15 local time at Queensland Country Bank Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Big news from the Cowboys is that Tommy Dearden did indeed beat Scott Drinkwater to the sixth jersey. I remember we were sort of umming and ahhing about that last week. It, it, that's how it ended up being. And Todd Payton said it was a defensive move. Uh, just trying to shore up that, that defense, which I was worried about with the, with the Cowboys preseason prediction. So, you know, I can understand it. Um, I just don't agree with it. Uh, as for the Bulldogs, they have stuck with Jake Avarillo at halfback. They didn't give Kyle Flanagan and Matt Burton a go together at all. Not even a single minute during the trials, which I thought was interesting. I would have liked to see them at least try the combination. Yeah. Um, I think Trent Barrett's made his mind up there and, uh, I think this round one team confirms it. Yep. I've got the Cowboys. It's a hard pick, um, but you know, trial form is trial form. But they just looked a bit more cohesive in the trials, so I'll I'll go with that. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they've got more points in them. Uh, I think playing at home, they play a lot better at home. The Cowboys, they seem to struggle a little bit away. Uh, I think Hamiso Tabua Fado. I'm pretty excited to watch him against the retreating Bulldogs defense. So yeah, Cowboys for me as well. Great. All right. Now, we've got a couple of things left. The bold predictions. What have you got for your first bold prediction of the year? I feel like I'm just his, like, manager or sponsor or um, I've got Cody Walker to have four or more try involvements this weekend. So, whether he scores them or, or, or lays them on, uh, Cody will be involved in four of them for the Bunnies. So, that's going to be, a, like, tries or official try assists, right? Yeah, tries or official try assists. So, he will either... I guess, throw the last pass or he'll be crashing over himself. I'm going to have a little, I know you're not a betting man, Bo, but I'm actually going to have a little dabble on him to to potentially score at any time, maybe even a double, which pays a lot for someone like Cody. So, yeah, just watch out for Cody running the ball late in the half or late in the game. As long as you do it responsibly, it's okay with me. I will boldly, <laughs> I will boldly suggest that that, 
graphic that we saw in the group chat was absolute rubbish where the mole has said that a bunch of tigers are really fired up and Brandon Smith should watch out, you know, because <laughs> my goodness, those tigers, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I think the storm are going to absolutely smash at home. I've got the storm by 18 or more. I'm not sure how bold that is. Um, but considering how fired up the Tigers are, according to one Tony Adams, um, I would, I would suggest maybe it counts. So storm by 18. I think yours is more bold. Um, but I, I come on, Molly, what are you doing, mate? Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't have much idea. The, the old mole. Um, I guess that's why. Yeah. He, buries his head on in the sand um Kaboom. i think yeah i think he'll be pretty i think yeah that's it i think he'll be pretty spot on there but i can see the storm running away with it and despite the tiger's aggression all right well thank you very much for uh joining me for this episode sad we couldn't have miles whose workload just absolutely prevents him from joining us at the moment but we will sort that out very shortly for the listeners and kieran a, a late minute withdrawal uh not covid related like craig fitzgibbon i don't know if you've heard that one craig fitzgibbon won't be at his first first grade game um covid no i didn't hear that yeah you have to you have yeah to right now. no i didn't hear that one yeah, uh, putting his got COVID, putting his head in the Shino Ballo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Shino Ballo, hey? <laughs> yeah, for our Simpsons fans out there. <laughs> Actually, I do. I do have a genuine shout out. A shout out to uh, Owen, Kieran's brother, who has been absolutely killing it. Honestly, Kieran uh, mentioned it to us a couple of weeks ago. He was absolutely super proud. But I just want to put it out there because I know that Owen listens. He's been absolutely killing it with his travel training recently. He's now able to. Uh, a year ago, when I met him, he couldn't do these things. But now he can get to his his class. He can get to his work, and he can get to his climbing gym completely independently on the public. Transport. So, big shout out to Owen. Well done, mate. That's fantastic. Well done, Owen. Uh, my shout out, Bo, is to my mighty knights. Uh, yeah, do yourselves proud on Saturday, and yeah, don't get beat by too much, please. <laughs> Who are they playing again? I can't remember. The Roosters. The Roosters, mate. CG. Yeah, it could, be, it could be carnage. It could be an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> Above the Horizontal is brought to you by the Pioneer Australia. Find them on Facebook or at www.pioneeraustralia.wordpress.com. The panellists are Miles Stedman, Kieran Gibson and Daniel Friend. And it's hosted and produced by me, Bo Nicholson.